Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. Hello everyone, welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast, I'm your host Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's episode features the always awesome Zelda and John Adams of the Adams Family Films, as well as a slight cameo from Toby Poser as well. They've made films like The Deeper You Dig, Hellbender, and the latest Where the Devil Roams, but before we dive into all that, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Patreon, it's only $2 a month, the link for that is in the description. I just threw up a brand new watch-along on Dylan's New Nightmare, the short film based on uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. You'll get a monthly bonus episode, as well as a shout-out on a future episode, some stickers in the mail, and some other perks as well. So check that out if you're interested. Or supporting the podcast the free way is just as appreciated by just sharing it around, or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming on the show. Uh, Any questions for me before we start? No. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Of course. So I pretty much just want to start by, uh, well, I want to say congrats for, you know, getting on the cover of uh, Fangoria. I know you guys were pretty excited about that. Crazy. <laughs> so honored. And so happy for uh, Trey, too, our special effects guy. Yeah. And Phil and Angel over at Fangoria are super cool, supportive people of like independent filmmakers. And so I just got to give those two personal props for their wonderfulness. No, definitely. And uh, how's the, uh, you know, promotional run as well as like the festival run been for uh, where the devil rooms uh, go so far? It's It's been really, really fun. We've gotten to go to some of our favorite festivals. Um, we premiered at Fantasia and that's always such a, pl- a blast. And we do get a lot of wonderful like interviews and press out of it. And um, I got to go to Telluride like a couple weeks ago and oh, yeah. I freaking love Telluride and they're so kind and it's just like a nice family there. Yeah, and Toby and I were in uh, England and we were in Sitges. This has been a really nice festival run. We're starting to just have a great network of friends and fellow filmmakers and uh, press people that, you know, it's it's kind of not really business. It's more pleasure, which is exactly yeah. why we're making films. So we're stoked. Hell yeah. And was there anything you guys got to do for this film that you wanted to do in the past for films that you uh, just didn't get the chance, you know, whether it was a certain festival or you know, a Q&A somewhere at a theater that you just, you know, love to attend? Yeah, actually, I mean, this is the first film that we've ever had that has actual theatrical release. Oh, yeah. So uh, that starts tomorrow. And that's pretty exciting. So that's a big event for us because, you know, it's generally with independent filmmakers, you don't do a theatrical release. Your your festival run is kind of your theatrical release. Yeah. So Right, Z? It's kind of cool. I'm going to see you tomorrow, and we're going to do our first theatrical showing. Thank you. Yeah, it's totally crazy. No, that's awesome, for sure. And I'm definitely, uh, it's not coming anywhere near me, but I'll definitely be looking for it. Uh, I think on the 7th is when it drops on uh, digital and uh, on demand and stuff like that. So 100%. It's out on the platforms. That's going to be exciting, too. <laughs> Thank you. And is it still going to uh, Tubi eventually? Is that still the partner? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. They awesome. bought it, and so it uh, hits all the platforms first, and then it goes to Tubi, I think, in January or February. Oh, yeah. 
And that's one of the things that I always joke about. It's like uh, diehard horror fans have Shudder, but they really like Tubi more because it's like Shudder rules. But it's like, uh, you know, Tubi just has such a big, you know, nice selection of like classics and stuff that people really don't think about because they think, oh, it's just a free app. But uh, but that's also a nice thing, too, because it you know reaches people that aren't just diehard horror fans that just have that for other movies and stuff. So, totally. yeah, we like that. We love uh, that it's free. It's got a great wide audience. And we also have only had a wonderful time working with the people from Tubi. Thank you. That's awesome. And of course, this film is uh, centered around, you know, a traveling circus. Do you guys have any, you know, connections to a circus growing up or anything like, uh, you know, family memories, you know, from going to the circus or? Our life's a circus. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I mean, you and didn't you um, propose to Toby at a kind of carnival? What's that? What's that called? Uh, Coney Actually, Island. Yeah, Wonder Wheel. Toby and I's first date was at Coney Island. Oh, yeah. And I proposed to her at Coney Island. And, um, you know, we've always been in the punk rock world, which is a carnival. And, yeah. you know, I've been in punk bands since high school, and that's a carnival. And it's this kind of beautiful carnival. So in, in one sense, yes. And the girls grew up in that world. They, they grew up in clubs. They then they we were in bands together. So it's like they've been around that world in some ways. You could say the punk rock circuit is, in a sense, a modern carny because that's what it is. It's traveling acts doing crazy shit, usually playing for not much money, if at any. Yeah. And um, it's real do it yourself kind of ethic. Yeah, it's still the same way too. Like uh, the, even the bigger punk bands, you notice that they stay on the road because that's how you got to make the money. You just got to keep going and selling shirts and merch, and it's just yeah. uh, you no. Know, and it's uh, I'm still huge into like the punk bands and stuff of the day, like hardcore and stuff like that. You know, so I, I'm big into that. But uh, of course, which you know, kind of landing into that, which I don't want to uh, jump off of Devil Rome too far. We'll go back to that. But you guys do do music, you know. Of course, you know the band called Hellbender as well. Where did that kind of uh, start? And you know. What would you say was your first love uh, as far as both of you guys? Did you say the movies came first or the music? Well, I'll say like from my perspective, I've always grown up hearing the best music taste from John and Toby, but especially hearing John in his bands and the music is just so, so good. So it was really fun watching that. And then both me and my sister were like, well, we want to be in a band too. So we both kind of formed our own bands with John. And now we all have a family band together, Hellbender. And we've all kind of just like fused our music taste together, which is really fun. We've created this wonderful little monster of music. And yeah, I think I think that's honestly just like my my favorite part about it is just that we all get to kind of do it together. Um, I think our love personally, I think our love of movies came first. And then we realized that music could really accommodate our our, our movies in a way that we had never really thought of before. And it's funny. Yeah because I just watched some of our older movies and there's music that's a part of it. But I think that we've really come into ourselves with our past two movies and including like way more of a, um, a curated uh, sound of music. And I think it's just like elevated them a lot more. Oh yeah. No, I definitely enjoy the, uh, like the music parts and uh, like throughout the film Hellbender, you know, as well as even the scene in uh uh, the deeper you dig, you know, when Toby's character goes into the scene where she's being fed the snake, that almost feels like, you know, that music and stuff right there uh, yeah. feels very similar to the stuff in Hellbender and stuff. So, like, I really enjoy that myself. And uh, uh, that's one thing I enjoy, though, is just the music's awesome. It's not, you know, it doesn't take you out of the film because it's such enjoyable music. So kudos to you Thank guys you. for that. So Thank you. 
that's a huge compliment. It's been really nice to be accepted by the horror community, our music to be accepted by the horror community because we do love performing as a family. And it's it, it's been really cool that they've said, yeah, put your music in your movies. You know, it's it's great. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever considered, you know, like doing a little mini tour run as, you know, just a band or, you know, even playing maybe a con here or there? Yeah. You know, the thing about it is all of us have crazy lives. And, yeah. you know, it's pretty important. I've been in bands, like I've said, since I was a teenager. And it it is important, at least to me, to be well rehearsed and to sound great. Like I'm not sloppy band guy. Uh, yeah, and that like I love like I don't mind a sloppy band and punk rock and fuck you. I'll play drunk, you know. <laughs> that's great too. I go to those. But that's not the way I don't think any of us feel comfortable performing. And so um we have done concerts in the past. We've had have done shows, but Hellbender has a hard time doing a live show at the moment because Zelda's in New York City. We're traveling all over the place. Lulu's in Edinburgh. So <laughs> sit down for a month in a rehearsal studio and get our shit together just hasn't been on the schedule. Yeah. No, definitely. And one of the lucky things about being alive today is we can continually record songs. So I can send music to zelda or to lulu or to whoever they can put on vocals whether they're in edinburgh or new york city and i'm in upstate it doesn't matter yeah so it is nice that we can continue to write and continue to record the live element just takes a hit because of who we are yeah no you definitely don't have to like uh hinder anything else to still enjoy the stuff that you've always enjoyed as a family for sure that's definitely one of the positives of the technology. But uh, to kind of go back to your, uh, you know, speaking on your new film, uh, for somebody that, you know, we spoke about just real quick how it's about, you know, traveling circus and stuff. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know about it, do you want to give them kind of like, you know, a log line or anything like that just to, uh, for them to go in blind? And of course, if the film, like I said, the film comes out on the 7th on VOD. So uh, I'll have it in the description for people to go to and, you know, uh, purchase or rent it however they want to, you know, do that. So fantastic. Thank you. D uh, Z, you want to do the log line? I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> if it sucks, I'll try it. <laughs> um, it's about a kooky family traveling on a carnival circuit, and they do an act that is not very good. And when they're not doing their act, they're doing some stealing and maybe a little killing. And on one of these endeavors, something bad happens, and the daughter, Eve, is left to pick up and sew together the pieces um so yeah yeah it's a real cross between frankenstein bonnie and clyde and the grapes of wrath it's a brutal story about family love oh yeah i can't wait to check it out for sure now i'll definitely be renting it on vod because like i said it won't be coming anywhere near here for me to check out in theaters but i'll definitely be renting it when it hits uh probably through amazon or whatever i'm sure it'll be up there or voodoo so oh thank you of course but and i'll be spreading the word because uh you know, uh, the episode will be coming out shortly after, too. So I'll be, you know, making sure people know that the link is in the description to check out the movie as well if they haven't already. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. And of course, uh, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it, but you guys do everything yourselves, you know, uh, as the family when it comes to the filmmaking as well. You know, of course, you got like uh, help with, uh, you know, special effects people and stuff. Uh, but when it comes to that DIY and like gorilla style filmmaking, has there ever been anything that's been super difficult, like a scene to get or uh, just anything like that as far as like with any of your films, past or the new one? 
Yeah, I mean, things have cinematically, we're always trying to challenge ourselves. I mean, uh, the goal of this latest film where the devil roams was to have good, brutal violence that we didn't cut away. Yeah. And um, we had seen some terrific movies like a Telluride horror show. We saw a movie called um, The Golden Glove, which was super brutal. We had also at Telluride horror show had seen a movie called um, The Sadness. Oh, yeah. And we were just really getting turned on by violence and the art of violence. So I, I think with Where the Devil Roams, we really worked hard with Trey Lindsay, who's our effects guy, on coming up with ways to, you know, cut off arms and cut through necks and shoot people in the head and lots of and put pokers through necks and cut off fingers. It was mm -hmm. like we really wanted a real body horror experience but we didn't want it to look goofy yeah um so we did buy some terrific prosthetics from a great artist named james bell and um and we did our best to make it super visceral and very real that being said like where the devil roams is a movie that's equally as loving as it is brutal so we're not doing violence just to, it's not violence porn. You know, it's not like, uh, let's just go from one violent thing to another. Like yeah. we love to balance out our violence with either humor or payment. Like Maggie, Toby plays a character named Maggie in Where the Devil Roams that is basically the, the homicidal maniac. Yeah. Maggie pays dearly for her sins. Um, she pays it, it sometimes it's we do it through black humor and make her pay but ultimately by the end of this movie she she pays and it's up to her daughter to kind of continue their loving relationship by basically putting the pieces back together it's it's fun it's so funny that you say that because i just rewatched the deeper you dig and there's a line where uh sean the um I for, uh, Dale, who's one of the other tarot card readers, he says to the mom in the deep dig, um, and you will pay dearly by going through the seven circles. And so just like, I think that we have some recurring themes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody's always fun. paying dearly. <laughs> I think violence and pain are a part of life and you do pay for all that stuff. Yeah. None of it, none of it comes free, you know, thankfully. Oh yeah, well, it's kind of like uh, goes back to like you know putting the music to the movies. It's like kind of like when you listen to a band, and you know, like certain bands will say like the same lines and like different songs throughout albums throughout their career and stuff like that. It's almost the same thing. It's but like the songs aren't the same ever. It's just you know like that little thing for fans. Kind of same thing with your films. It's like like you said, there's similarities, but the movies are so original in, in comparison to the next one that they don't feel like the same movie over again. But you can find those similarities. So that's one thing that's very uh, nice and like niche about the films as well. So. Oh, that's super cool to say. I mean, that's like uh, what's so fun about ACDC is how many different ways they can talk about going to hell. Right. <laughs> or Metallica's uh, and uh, the way he does. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now I do want to shout out the two films that you said. Uh, the Golden Glove is one of my favorites. I feel like that's been underrated for uh, a couple of years. And then uh, Rob Jabez, who directed The Sadness, is uh, awesome. He's been on the show a few times and we chat about stuff all the time. So he's got a new comic book out of if any, nobody's checked it out definitely recommend that as well so that's so cool but i think he's doing it like patreon style where it's like a page a day so you sign up on patreon but you get like a new page every single day for like 
forever, I guess. <laughs> Until Whoa. I guess it stops. But... That's super smart and very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we love those movies. They had a huge effect on us. The Golden Glove. Zelda, how old were you? Was I like 16 or something? 17? 15 or 16. And we rolled into it. And the guys at Telluride, we were like, give us a wreck. And they were like, oh, go watch the Golden Glove. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go sit down and immediately it got so twisted so fast. And I looked over at Zelda and I was like, are you cool with this? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile the the rest of the audience in the theater was all looking at us like what the fuck is that guy's problem bringing his daughter to this movie <laughs> he's like he's probably trying to scare her out of going out alone <laughs> yeah, exactly. no literally literally <laughs> no but uh, speaking of that the uh and we can start with you zelda uh what are some of your i like to always ask people you know just towards the back end of the show what's some of their favorite you know horror movies just in general and stuff like that uh you know, I, I think I heard on the King cast that you said Carrie was one of the ones that like kicked it off for you, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Toby showed me Carrie at a pretty young age. And that was really fun. Um, <laughs> I also watched Jaws at a really early age and that fucked me up a little bit. But I think the movies nowadays that I think are most scary are I think The Descent is really scary. There's some good jump scares there. I love The Innocence. Oh, yeah. I which came out I think in 2021 or 2022 and I just watched When Evil Lurks and it's incredible I think it just came out on Shutter. you should definitely check it out and this one's a little bonus point but I think Coraline is really scary <laughs> I just rewatched it um the day before Halloween and I love it Thank you. No, I love Coraline as well. That's one of the ones that I always uh, like to put on for my kid and stuff because he's only three. So it's just getting him like used to like horror and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I want to even find him one of the little dolls, but uh, they're hard to find these days because, you know, the movie's been out for so long now. But but yeah. uh, no, I did actually get to catch When Evil Lurks. I caught that in theaters, luckily, because I'm a huge fan of Terrified. And that did yeah. come. Um, it went to like all AMCs for like a day or two or, or Regals, I think it was. So um, oh, sick. I did check out When Evil Lurks. It's actually my favorite film of the year so far, but I haven't seen y'all's film yet, so it might, oh, that might change. <laughs> uh, but what about you? Uh, I almost called you Toby because of the name. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, well, Phantasm. Um, my soccer coach when I was a kid brought me to see Phantasm in the theaters, and that blew my mind to pieces. I didn't sleep for a year. Oh, yeah. So that turned me on <laughs> to being completely terrified. Um, but uh, like Zelda... Well, actually, the evil Lur when evil lurks, I loved. Uh, I I loved talk to me. I loved um, the Harbinger. All those movies, especially talk to me and the Harbinger. I love them because they're starting to venture into um, spiritual horror, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. And for, like, I, I I don't know whether spiritual horror is a term or anything like that, but it. It, it's striking me that that's what's terrifying. Like, cause now I'm an adult, I've, I've seen a million horror movies. So I'm not so scared of anybody being chased down a hall. You know what I mean? Like, that's not so scary to me, but I am scared of like eternal horror. You know, I think yeah. that those kind of concepts, like those emotional and spiritual concepts are wicked. And I think talk to me does a great job with it. And I think the Harbinger did a great job with it. And when evil lurks does too but they just are like no there's no hope you're fucked yeah no uh, they all they all are actually all those movies that i named have no hope yeah now i was about to say i haven't seen the uh the harbinger uh harbinger but i'll put it on my list for sure uh but talk to me definitely is pretty hopeless once it uh once they get the their hands on riley it seems like it's pretty much over for him but <laughs> not a doubt yeah 
they do the uh their take on the sh- the a24 take on the shunting from society pretty much oh yep <laughs> but no heck yeah that's uh some awesome films and of course uh you know since you guys are musicians as well if you don't mind do you want to throw out some you know people that inspire you musically or you know just some people that you're listening to currently you can do like a couple of each totally john i'm gonna steal yours because i know you're thinking about it um but Lulu, I think, showed us all this band called Slowmosa that is so good. And the way that they produce their music is fire. Um, also, like we've made, we've had Hellbender for a while. I remember one of the like original inspirations from my standpoint was actually Billie Eilish. Um, because just the way that she and her brother produce her music is absolutely pristine it is so clean and just like when you listen to it with earphones it like puts you into a different world so i think that's inspired us a little awesome yeah pigs 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 has had a huge influence on us lately so that's that's really playing heavy them witches can be super cool we love stone and rock um, but I think I always have to refer to this. Um, I always have to refer back to Black Flag because a couple of things about Black Flag that are cool. One is they always just did their own thing. They, they, they worked outside of the industry and they made a name for themselves and they did whatever the hell they wanted to. Nobody told them what to do. They never had a big record deal. Another fun thing that Black Flag did was they always um, evolved their sound. They didn't say... Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. I need some more. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, ask what for. One, two, three, four. You know, that was cool. That was great. They loved it. But then they moved on to Damaged. And then they moved on to My War. And then Slip It In. And then Family Man. And then, you know, so it's like, what's cool is, and yeah, they lost a lot of fans. And some people are like, oh, I hate that shit. Or I like that, you know. But they're artists. And they put their ass on the line. And they did it. And they did it by themselves under their own umbrella. So I always have to point that out. Because I think as a family... And even as a band, we love to, well, do our own thing. And we love to have the freedom to take chances creatively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think anything that's DIY or very, you know, like just you said, pushing on and just get it done yourself as a. can always revert back to punk rock in some type of way, because that's pretty much how all punk rock is done, you know, or at least the best of it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But- And it's cool because, you know, that stuff is cutting edge. It's the same with independent film. Um, Independent films, like like an example is like The Harbinger or even the guys who made Talk To Me, they made a whole lot of YouTube videos before they made Talk To Me. But that's where that's where the new moves, the new movies, the new themes, that's where the new stuff gets made. It, It generally doesn't get made in like a Hollywood boardroom. You know, yeah. like, hey, I've got this really original concept. Let's do it. What happens is, is somebody like who that made the Harbinger or Talk to Me or When Evil Lurks, they're coming up with the original ideas. Yeah. You know? And we're all lucky because you and me and Zell, we get to watch these original ideas and see them when they're pure. It's yeah. Fun. And the Adams Family films. Those are some other films as well that uh, <laughs> enjoy. Now you're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's that's one thing that's, you know, enjoyable about your films is we know it's y'all's, you know, vision. It's not, you know, tainted by some, you know, production company and stuff like that. Exactly. Pretty much what you're saying is, you know, like uh, with the Filippo brothers, they even mentioned in a couple of their videos how they went out to 
Uh, they had a company that was willing to front the money for it, but they wanted to do, make too many changes. So they said no and made it themselves with another company. And it just so happened oh. that it worked that A24, you know, bought it afterwards. But uh, and that's the thing is a lot of people just assume that A24 is a company that gave them the money to make it and just left them alone. It's like, no, they went out and made it, you know, with their YouTube money, because, of course, they they've been getting billions of views on YouTube for years. So they, you know, had a little bit of fundage. Plus, you know, like I said, they did have some investors that were willing to just let them ride with the money that. Uh, it worked out. So uh, no, that's definitely one of the like best stories that come out of the year for sure is just them and the you know their film doing well because it's like they're doing kind of like you guys you know just making it happen. So that's so cool. Yeah, we agree. We agree, and and those are the movies that we're loving. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. But uh, pretty much my final question, like that. So my guess before, of course, I'll give you like a chance to you know shout out the movie one more time. Uh, is uh, do you have a horror story of your own, and you know, it could be just something that was scary that happened to you guys just in the personal life if you want to share or if you know just had a day on set where everything's going wrong and you want to share that as well and uh, whoever wants to go first is more than welcome well i'll start because i can tell z's trying to think of hers <laughs> i have this thing that happens where i have it's happened three times two times it's an old lady standing down before and you I, actually i think zelda you heard me scream once <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm and, chilling downstairs and i hear ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this old lady that sits in and right above my face and looks at me while i'm sleeping and i'll wake up and i'm not like i don't i'll be honest i don't really believe in ghosts but but this fucking ghost is real. Don't call me an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would never call this beautiful lady an old lady. The oh, perfect lady. cameo. Oh no! And this fucking old lady, not sexy woman. I didn't say that. <laughs> close your ears. Um, it's right, like looking down at me, and it's funny because every time I try to punch her or grab her or anything and she raises up and disappears and it's like and it's it's strange because it's it's in my waking conscious so i don't like it and it's yeah. happened three times and i don't like it mm. yeah that would scare me too i punched my aunt one time because she woke me up <laughs> too quick so i could <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a fighter when people wake me up. Toby and the kids can can attest to that. Like, I I I wake up throwing punches. I don't know what's wrong with me. Why I'm so paranoid that I'm going to get murdered. But <laughs> better safe than sorry. You have to wake me up from a safe distance. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this didn't happen while we were making the film, but John, do you remember like maybe like six years ago? you and me were in the house i think toby was like in the city or something but at night there was the sound of like a little like toy box like almost the music that a clown plays and it was horrifying trying oh, to go shit. to sleep and hearing like this little like twinkling sound and i still think that there was a clown in the woods and <laughs> i think that's definitely like um was some of the beginning of my fear of clowns <laughs> yeah i remember that zell and also if you you kind of got to know where we live which is oh, yeah. around us so when you hear that when we heard that little music box playing and both of us heard it it wasn't good yeah. uh, 
we literally live in the forest like yeah. nowhere you you can't hear anything that happens we're oh, surrounded shit. by trees and there's nobody close enough to be playing a fucking toy box and uh i can't remember how that ended i think it ended with a gun getting loaded <laughs> <laughs> but but i don't remember how the music faded away but i think it faded away right I don't know. It might have just been like, I'm, I'm going to try to sleep it off. <laughs> Turn the TV I, up till it's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that uh, Was that back when the clown craze was going on and people were going out actually trying to scare people like clowns and stuff? It freaking might have been or like maybe like a year after, but it was in that era. Yeah. But if somebody had the stones to come up to where we live to do the toy box scare, that's pretty ballsy, right? Yeah. I mean... It's different than being like in the suburbs and putting on your clown outfit and running down the street. This, yeah. was, this was out in the middle of nowhere. It was really weird. That was a that was a good scary night. Yeah, but like it was a faint sound. That's right. it would have almost been better if it was like super loud because it was like, all right, who's on our porch? I'm, I'm gonna go punch him in the face. But <laughs> it being like a hundred yards away was very unnerving. No, I definitely feel you on that, especially because you're listening like really close to hear if it's getting louder or quieter. It's like you got to wait to see. It's like the tension. Yeah. Can I add something in here? I know I'm just jumping in late, but go right um, ahead. One of the scariest things where we live is is coming upon John when he's not expecting you. Do you remember Zelda when we came up from the city and we didn't tell, and and we're like banging on the door, and suddenly we see John through like the window with the big Adams family welcome welcome to the Adams family stick <laughs> <laughs> big metal pole and John's like ready to just like throw it out <laughs> if you wake John he he's like one of those people if you wake him from his sleep he'll fucking murder you <laughs> so I'd say he might be the scariest thing in beaver kill which is where we live right yeah, like a five minute of five minutes of dream fog before he's fully John. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You gotta be like, John, it's me, it's me. I'm waking you up. It's okay. I'm waking you up. Thank you. That witch, that that old lady witch, though, she doesn't give a shit. She's <laughs> she's like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch people I love sleeping too. So what can I say? <laughs> That's uh no, if I woke up though and something was standing over me, like I said, I'd probably swing at it too. So I feel like I'm <laughs> but uh I appreciate you guys for coming on the show. It was a blast chatting with you. Do you want you guys want to you know shout out the film one last time, you know, and remind people of where they can find it before I let you go? Yeah, no, honestly, just thank you so much for having us. Like we would like to shout you out because this is such a fun, fun conversation. Um, yeah, uh Where the Double Realms is gonna be playing on uh most platforms. You'll be able to, I think, rent or buy it. And also our band, Hellbender, with all the E's being sixes, that's available on like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all of that. And yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It's super generous of you to have us on here today. Truly. It's really nice talking to you. Yeah. Of course, I enjoyed having you guys on the show. And I, I did want to mention that I, I saw that you guys had the music on Spotify. So I do uh, horror movie trivia nights every two months at a bar up in Virginia Beach. I'm in North Carolina, but I go up to Virginia Beach and do trivia. And uh, so I added that, uh, a lot of y'all songs to the playlist. So that way people can. Ah, that's awesome. Uh, Zelda just put up um, half of uh, Where the Devil Roams, the new the new music from Where the Devil Roams. So yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that, that as well. Just hit. Thank you. 
No, no, I think my next one will be in January. So I'll make sure to have it up there before I, you know, go back and do another trivia just because, you know, Christmas would be the next one. So I'm going to skip awesome. that month. Well, again, I appreciate you guys so much and enjoy the rest of your day. And, uh, you know, good luck with the release of the film. Peace. Thank you. Have a great day. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening. And since next week is Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to try to put out a watch along of the film Thanksgiving. But if I can't get that recorded in time, I'm just going to take the week off since it's the holiday. Uh, keep an eye on all the socials for updates on that. I might try to get some guests for the watch along if I can get it scheduled in time and stuff. But uh, if not, we will return the following week with our monthly episode. And this time around, we're covering Alfred Hitchcock. So and we'll also be joined by Candy and Sean of the House of Screams Horror Podcast. So keep an eye out for all that. Like I said, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast, as well as future episodes and horror movie trivia nights. Don't forget to go check out Where the Devil Roams, available now on VOD. The link is in the description to check that out. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link for that is also in the description. Or supporting the freeway is just as appreciated by sharing it around or writing and subscribing wherever you're listening. With that being said, thanks again for listening and stay safe.